0: All right, who's ready for a wing? Yours are the turkeys. I just thought that was funny. (laughs) Well, I know what you'd like.
1: How about a leg? (laughs) How about two?
0: Requiem for a Dream is a psychological drama film released in 2000 and directed by Darren Aronofsky. It tells the story of four individuals who struggle with drug addiction. The movie is available on Amazon Prime. Please consider watching the movie first and then join us for the discussion portion of the episode. Major spoiler alerts are ahead. Sarah Goldfarb is a lonely widow living in New York who spends her days watching TV. One day, she gets a phone call and is invited to appear on her favorite TV show. She tries on an old red dress but struggles to fit into it. Her friend advises her to see a doctor who can help her lose weight. Sarah's son Harry, his girlfriend Marion, and his best friend Tyrone are all heroin addicts. Harry and Tyrone start dealing heroin during the summer. Their dealing business is booming, but one night Tyrone is arrested during a drug shootout. In order to bail out Tyrone, Harry uses most of the money they've gathered selling heroin. With little money, and also going through withdrawal, Harry's relationship with Marion becomes difficult, as he encourages Marion to prostitute herself to her psychiatrist. While all this is happening, Harry begins to feel discomfort in his arm due to his heroin use. Sarah starts using amphetamine to help with her appetite. She loses weight at an alarming rate and becomes impatient as days go by without a call from the game show. She increases her dosage and becomes addicted. Sarah hallucinates her refrigerator attacking her. She runs out of her apartment wearing her red dress and walks all the way to the game show agency in Manhattan, asking when will she be appearing on the show. The police are called and Sarah is taken to a psychiatric facility and undergoes electric shock therapy. Tyrone informs Harry of a heroin shipment from Florida arriving near them. The shipment on a truck leaves after junkies make a disturbance. Desperate for drugs and money, they decide to make the drive to Florida and buy directly from the dealer. During the drive, Tyrone decides to take Harry to the hospital due to the increased pain in Harry's arm. The doctor looks at Harry's arm, which has deteriorated over time. He realizes Harry is a drug addict. The cops are called, and both Harry and Tyrone are arrested. Marion begins working for a pimp in order to get drugs. Tyrone is in jail forced to endure physical labor and abuse from the prison guards. Harry's arm is amputated due to his heroin use, and Sarah's shock therapy leaves her in a vegetative state. The movie ends with Sarah imagining the perfect scenario of winning the grand prize on the game show as she hugs Harry, who is there to visit her as his special guest. What is up, everyone? Thank you again for joining us. This is episode four of Beer in a Movie with the Wee Side Boys. We're your host. I'm Ticket the Dominator. And I'm Danny. Still without a nickname. Of course. But we'll fix that. Oh, wait. How about this one, dude? How about Danny Hannah's? Ha- Did you hear that from <laughs> Edgar? I don't know what you're talking about, dude. <laughs> uh, I don't know about
1: that one. Um, Danny Hanna? No. Yeah,
0: no. Okay. That's a no. All right. Oh, you know what, dude? Maybe. Maybe ha- uh, not having a nickname is all right, because let me tell you a little story real quick. Damien one day, he goes, he goes, your nickname is funny. And I said, which one, Tiki? And he goes, Baconator. <laughs> Baconator? Baconator, dude. How is, it, how is that your nickname? Dominator, right? Oh, so, okay. so that's my other one, right? And so, you know, at the time, dude, I, I had put on a little bit of weight, right? And I fought, who am I kidding? And I put on a grip of weight. Cause I couldn't work out and I fucked up my hips. So I couldn't work out. So uh. physically I'm feeling like 10 pounds of dog shit inside a five pound bag. And I get called bacon eater, dude. Kids, man. <laughs>
1: well,
0: I mean, I, I laughed it off, dude, but that shit hurt. Yeah, it really did. So maybe you don't need a nickname, but I, I'll keep trying, brother. Yeah, okay. okay you
1: know, I have to hear something that I like. <laughs> I'm very picky when it comes to nicknames, even though I give nicknames to everybody. But
0: yeah, that's uh, uh, a no on Denny Hanazen. All right, but I'll try yeah. again next week. Okay. All right. So, anyways, Wrecking for a Dream. That is one of my favorite movies. Uh, I can't say enough good things about it. We'll get into all that good shit later on, into the plot, the characters. We'll give it that ranking that it deserves. But first things first. Discussion does not start with a couple beers. So, brother, let him know what's on tap for tonight. We are drinking Peroni
1: Nastro Azzurro Italiana.
0: I like how you pronounce that shit, bro.
1: Uh, I'm pretty sure I pronounced that wrong, but I gave it my best shot.
0: That sounded great. Uh, Let's see. Apparently, it's uh, circa
1: 1846. Um, it tastes a lot like Beck's to me.
0: It tastes exactly like a Beck's.
1: Yeah. Than...
0: <laughs> Which that means it's fucking good. Yeah. I'm mm. enjoying this. This is good. It's a 5%er, uh pretty smooth. Uh you know, I I never really dig the green bottles. Is that weird to say, dude? Or am I just being too picky cuz I'm an enthusiast?
1: Uh, I think green bottles are they're like one step above white, right? Yeah. I think so. It's
0: it's not, it doesn't get as gunky. Like, say you want to take this shit to the beach or something.
1: Yeah, but brown bottles are still better. And then, even above that, is the you know, the aluminum cans.
0: Yeah. I'd like to try this on tap to see what it tastes like. Like, because there is a difference, at least to me, there is. I don't remember ever seeing this on tap. I think this shit would taste uh, bad in a can. What do you think?
1: It's hard to say. I'd have to try it. I wonder if they do sell it in cans.
0: Hmm. Well, other than that, I like this, man. Yeah, it's what solid. Do you, you, you want to rank it, dude? Um, Sure. Why not, right? Yeah. Uh, one through five or one through 10 go.
1: Well, let's do one through five.
0: Sounds good. Uh, You want to go first or me? I'll go first this All time. All right.
1: I would rank this a solid 2.5 out
0: of five. Ah, fuck you. Great minds think alike. I give it the same thing. It's, it's not bad. It's not great. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's a solid beer. Solid two and a half sounds good to me, brother. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, cheers, brother. Bottoms up to this. Mm-hmm. So now, requiem for a dream. Yeah, this movie. Uh, uh, my story about this movie is
1: I first saw this movie in. It came out in two thousand. Right. And I, at the time, we had cable, but one of the premium channels that we had that was like in the bundle was IFC. Mm-hmm and i saw this movie late at night playing and i watched it and it was traumatizing mm-hmm. i yes. this movie is one of those movies that just burned into my mind mm-hmm. from the first time i saw it uh what about you uh
0: the first time i watched it um uh, my brother he he said that he he had borrowed this movie from a friend of his and he just asked me if i wanted to watch it and you know, I wasn't too familiar with anybody there. Uh, excuse me, anybody there? Easy for me to say. Anybody there uh, besides Marlon Wayans? Who, you know, if you ever watched in Living Color, the scary movie franchise.
1: What about Jared Leto? Uh,
0: yeah. I mean, I did because I watched Fight Club. I remember he was in Fight Club, right? Yep, yep, Angel Face. Before. Yep. Yeah. So he, I remember him in that. I never really saw him in in a starting role though. So, so yeah. So I just. You know, I said, why not? I didn't have really anything to do that day. Watched it, watched it. I was fucking amazed by it because when I, when I saw this, I was fresh out of high school. And uh, if you remember, I did say that I took filmography in high school. Yep. So I took filmography my senior year in high school. So all that things, all the things that I learned in that class were still fresh in my mind. So I think that Freaking for a Dream was definitely one of those that opened my eyes to to film, right? Uh-huh. The, the editing, the music, you know, the things that I didn't really care for when when I just when I was younger and I would just watch movies because I would just really care about the plot. Or, or for example, if I was watching a comedy movie, all I cared about was the funny parts. Uh, it was this movie that really, really opened my eyes to this shit. Yeah, the and, soundtrack
1: is pretty amazing. Yeah,
0: dude, I can actually, well, I don't know about now, but I used to know how to play it in the piano
1: what's it what's the the title song called
0: uh summer overture is that what it is yeah by um oh gee, fuck it's i wish i knew man i uh, i but i yeah I, at one point i knew how to play it on the piano like not perfectly but just like little pieces of it yeah yeah so th- that's how much the the music was like engraved in my mind is that i want to learn how to play this
1: yeah and it uh yeah. I think it was the first time they played it in this movie, right? Mm-hmm. They made it for this movie, I believe. Uh, don't quote me on that, but they—they
0: um, they also use this song.
1: They use it in a bunch of stuff. Yeah,
0: they've used it. I, I'm blanking on, but I know I've heard it before in other the, movies. They
1: use it in a lot of trailers. Um, yeah, and things like that as well.
0: Hmm. So let's start with the characters, bro. So first one I want to bring up is Sarah Goldfarb, who was uh, played by the great Ellen Bernstein. Yep. So, if you ever seen The Exorcist, you saw her there. Mm-hmm. She was great in that. And she she portrayed her so well. Uh, did, did you get the DVD of this or anything? I right, never...
1: I don't think I ever bought any media for this movie. Okay. I just saw it on IFC.
0: Okay. Well, I have the DVD, right? And uh-huh. this is why I liked buying DVDs or Blu-rays for a movie because they they show you extras, right? Yep. So in this one, uh they have an extra where because Requiem for a Dream was based off of a book, right? Yeah. So the author was actually there during the filming of it, and there's a scene where Sarah's, um uh, uh she's all like she, at this point she's hallucinating everything. Uh-huh. So they have like a uh the the author's right there reading the book in front reading a passage from the book. And you see Ellen Bernstein just trying to get into character, and just like she's saying, "Okay, okay, okay." And she just gets into character, and then as soon as they're gonna hit play, he leaves, and then oh, it's so good! And then that's where it it cuts off. But that's why I like getting DVDs and Blu-rays because of like things that you see you don't see that are like behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's so sick.
1: Yeah, I always uh, I always skip those extras. Oh, do you? Oh, well, you'll,
0: you'll find some hidden gems in some movies.
1: Yeah, exactly. I always like the idea of having those extras, but I find I never go back and watch them. Yeah. Uh, that's because I'm a piece of shit. But. <laughs> Come
0: on now. <laughs> why? Well, I, I, just took the time to see the extras just because I, I, I love this movie so much. And, uh-huh. but yeah, so to start from the beginning though, you see that like the first thing you see is she's, she's locking herself away from Harry, you know, Harry played by Jared Leto. Right? Yeah.
1: He's, uh, he's stealing her TV. Correct. Right.
0: right? Is, and then she, she gets the key and he just gives it to him, right? Mm-hmm. And then we see that he unlocks the TV to go take it to the pawn shop, right? Well, yeah,
1: and she also has the TV locked, which is already- Right, right. Late. That's why wait, she
0: wait. gives the key, mm-hmm. right? So it gets to the point with uh Harry's drug addiction, right, that that the pawn shop owner has to go to- uh Or when she picks it up, right, Sarah? she She wants to get her TV back, and then yep. it goes to a quick- Peek at his book, and you've seen that she's done this a number of times. Yeah. So it's up to the point now where the even the the uh the owner of the pawn shop who could give a fuck about whoever the customer is, right? Yeah. Even he's saying like, "Hey, your boy needs help," right?
1: all right Well, yeah, he's telling you, you should get rid of him too because he's a piece yeah, of shit. Yeah.
0: Play, by the way, the uh, the pawn shop owner's play by Mark Margolis, mm-hmm. right? So <laughs> you ever see him in Ace Ventura? Remember? Uh, He's like uh, the landlord for Ace Ventura, right? He's, Fuck. He goes. Uh, he's like Ventura, and then he's like, "Yes, Satan." Remember? And, then, <laughs> and then yeah, then he goes into the he goes into the apartment, and then nothing happens, and then Ace goes in, and then all the animals come out all crazy. Remember? Uh, Remember? That sounds
1: familiar, yeah. but that's another one of those movies I haven't seen since I was a kid.
0: <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but don't know who that is. He's more famous now for playing for, Hector Salamanca. Yep, in right? Breaking Bad, Breaking yep. Bad, and Better Call Saul. So yeah, it's a nice little, nice little scene for him there. And so you know, it goes to the summer, where Tyrone, who gets introduced, played by Marlon Waynes. he, him and Harry, they, they have an idea to get a piece of uh, is what they call it, right, a piece. Yeah. Because they want to get it from the dude Brody who we end up finding out that Brody is the, the deaf guy, right, who does the sign language, Uh-huh. right? So they get that piece and they start selling it. It's, you know, business is booming. You can see the money stacking up. They're all happy until Tyrone gets arrested, right? Yep, yep. And I, I love that scene where he's running away and they have that, uh, it looks like they just got a camera like right up on his face. Yeah, like a, it was like
1: a GoPro. Well, I don't know if they had GoPros back then, but it yeah. was like similar. Yeah, a, so they a body had cam.
0: yeah they had the body cam right, and it's there's an extension, and he's just running with this camera like up on his face. Mm-hmm. You see that on the extras on it too. Yep, fucking great. Uh, I think they do that with uh, Ellen Bernstein too when she's running away from the refrigerator. Yeah, right? yeah, same thing. I just I love that shot. Don't you? Don't really see that too much in in movies. Enjoyed that. I, I just like how how different it is with these shots too. Yeah, there's like, definitely
1: some stuff that wasn't. Um mainstream at the time Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. and it just it just makes so much sense that when when it's the beginning of their downfall it goes to the new season fall right the fall is their downfall
1: yeah the whole the whole movie's broken up by seasons right Mm -hmm. well it's
0: it's mainly just summer and fall okay Mm -hmm. well um yeah the
1: downfall happens pretty much after um uh
0: Tyrone gets arrested.
1: Yeah, like after the shootout, it, yeah. you know, he gets arrested.
0: Yeah, so then afterwards, that's when, um, you know, Harry uh, starts feeling the discomfort in his arm. Uh, Marion wakes up because she's going through withdrawal, yep. checks his arm, sees, hey, what the fuck, this little spot there where Ugh. I usually put the needle at.
1: Yeah. Ugh.
0: Right there, you know, you can kind of, kind of see what's what they're doing right there, you know? Yeah. You know, and then just in time and time, it gets worse and worse. You know, um, you know, oh, I I also forgot to mention that Marion, Marion has the, you know, she's ambitious. She wants to start a clothing store. Mm -hmm. She has all these ideas on paper, you know, so she's, she's got her plans, you know, so that, that should be noted as well. Yeah. Right. So when everything starts turning to shit. You know they're desperate as shit, and then they, the the relationship is tested because now Harry, uh, is like urging Marion. He's like, "Hey, we need money, so go talk to your psychiatrist." Well,
1: right? what's up with the psychiatrist, right? I know, like Marion, it was like a family friend, right? The psychiatrist, yeah. uh, like they're a father or something, um,
0: something like that. So I don't know. I don't know if you noticed this part, but so they have they meet that first time right you don't really think of it it's just yeah. to introduce the character right yeah, it's just the awkward dinner. right the second time when he says oh where marion says oh i need money you know and then it cuts to when they're at the at his at his house at his home right yeah and she says can you turn off the light and he says well it didn't bother you the other time so this isn't the first time mm. she's done this did you catch that bro
1: no i didn't catch that
0: yeah so, I didn't catch that the first time. I, I've seen this movie a grip of times, but I've never watched it with subtitles. But one time I just decided, you know, I'm going to check, I'm going to watch it with subtitles in case I miss something. And that's something I missed. Yeah, I can't
1: say I remember that. Yeah. I, I thought they were just like, you know, uh, patient and therapist. Mm-hmm. But
0: mm-hmm. Well, it's a little more than that, right? <laughs> yeah, apparently. Right? So now she has to prostitute herself to this psychiatrist that she's not too fond of. Fucks up the pretty much the entire relationship, right yeah, and uh, you know, and then the whole heroin thing with the shipment that's coming from Florida turns to complete shit as well because of the junkies that make up that whole fucking mess, yep, right, so I, I like that scene too. I just it's like everybody just shows up to a fucking store <laughs> 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 you know, they all run out, they're all peeling oranges and shit, yeah, you know, and then you just take off. And I like, I want to know Je- uh, Jennifer Connelly's acting in that in that scene where she's going for uh, you're going through the withdrawal, and she's waiting for Harry to come back with the score. She doesn't get shit. Yep. So she, you know, she prostitutes herself for money, hoping to get that money for her heroin, gets absolutely fucking nothing out of it. And from that, we get the introduction of Big Tim, who is played by Keith David. Good old Keith David. Yeah, so... You know how people say that, uh, you know, if, if anyone could narrate my life, I'd pick Morgan Freeman. No, oh,
1: you're telling me you would pick Keith. David? I
0: would pick Keith David, absolutely. Uh, there's this, there's this show called, or it's it's more of a of a season thing. Uh, it's called Beef. It's about uh, rappers who've had beef with one another, okay. and and it was narrated by Keith David, and he does a fucking great job at that. He just he adds so much to. To that just because of the narration and yeah. then in like season two they have chris rock <laughs> and like chris rock is like just he's got that like high pitch <sighs> comedian voice you know yeah and it, just, it just doesn't sound as good as like keith david with that you know that just that really fucking deep voice and that you just uh you just want to hear more of it you know like i want him to narrate my life
1: yeah i liked him uh in platoon Right, uh-huh. um he did a good job there I'm with, with Charlie, Charlie yep, Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. trying to think of other movies I've liked. Oh, uh, they live, bro.
0: Oh, that's We gotta right, bring yeah. up they live.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's a classic,
0: right? That whole fight scene with Roddy Piper. <laughs> yep. Just put on the fucking glasses, dog. <laughs> <laughs> they would have had that whole epic scene if they don't just fucking put on the glasses. And dude. then he finally
1: puts on the glasses. <laughs> he's like, "Oh, well, all right. Well,
0: you're right, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, another one. I gotta bring up. I know it's not a, one of the a great movie or anything, but uh-huh. the movie makes me laugh. Is uh, that he's in? Is Men at Work. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's... Yeah, you were telling me
1: about that before, but that's one of the ones I've seen. Yeah. Where, again, it's... I must have been...
0: Yeah, know. it's with uh, Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez. Mm, yep, the Trash Men. Yeah. And, dude, Emilio Estevez wrote the fucking movie. Oh, really? And it fucking sucks, dude, because uh, there's a game you could play watching that movie where you can take a swig of your beer every time the characters say each other's names oh okay yeah you'll be fucked up halfway through the movie <laughs> because that's like the whole line is like because their names are like james and carl okay So like, what do you want me to do james i don't know carl but well, what do you <laughs> want me to do james i just, carl i said i don't know so right there that's four <laughs> swigs dude three or four you know it's it's written shitly but i, I like the movie it's really funny it's just you know 80s yeah, that's early 90s. Movies, I, I sure. remember
1: watching that movie, but I oh got it, must have been terrible because yeah. I, I can't tell you. I remember a thing about it. Yeah, other than Emilio Estevez and Charlie Sheen are in it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, to get back to the task at hand, yes. uh, Keith David, right? Mm-hmm. Gets introduced to Keith David, tells Marion that, uh, you know, there's a way you can get your score. You know, she doesn't do it uh, at first, but she sleeps with them, right? Yes. You know, and then invites her to what we see later on is that whole, I don't even know what you can call that, bro. Uh, the party? Yeah, but what do you call that?
1: Like, what do you mean?
0: Because uh, her and like a bunch of other chicks were, you It's, know?
1: it's like one of those, it's like a weird, uh, like a high class party, I guess, <laughs> and that you know, they order, there's gotta be a name for it. They order prostitutes. I don't know. It's yeah. something well, strange. It's
0: fucked. You know. So then, when when that happens, you know, the Tyrone and and Harry go down to Florida, and that's a crazy, crazy idea just to go all the way from New York all the way down to Florida just to get drugs. Yep. You know. And that's where they have – it doesn't even – all it says is that they're, like, what, 600 miles away from where they are? Yes. Remember, he's like, I got to call Mary. He's like, oh, it's about to be a long-distance call. 600 miles, right? Yep. So they're a long ways away. And his – at this point, Harry's arm's all fucked up.
1: Yeah, he's It's just
0: increasingly getting worse. Uh, They got to go to the the hospital. And that doctor, right, he looked – familiar the one that sees our, let's see that arm right yeah i i saw him in a movie one time uh it's a fucked up disturbing movie called happiness but i don't remember the name of the character have you seen that one it has happiness. john it has john lovitz and i think philip seymour hoffman's in it too it's called happiness
1: happy well give me a brief uh a oh brief summary. dude
0: it's so fucked up okay so he his character is that he is like i think a teacher uh-huh. So, his he he has a son, and his, his son's friends come over to get tutored by him, but he sexually abuses them.
1: Oh, yeah,
0: God. and then there's this whole, like, super awkward, uncomfortable scene where his where his dad asks him if he likes his friends, and he straight up admits to him. He says, yes.
1: I don't remember. Oh, I, dude, it, 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 it sound, I, the, my the sounds... My words are not doing familiar? it justice,
0: dude. It's such a fucked up, like... Mm. It's called happiness, yeah.
1: The name sounds familiar, but I don't know if I've seen it.
0: Yeah. So, so anyway,
1: that was the doctor.
0: Yeah, correct. That's the doctor. And then you see that he takes away the... Was it morphine? The, well, or he takes a, he takes away like... Uh, three little bottles of... Um,
1: that and like the, the needles. Right, but, right. Like so he, diabetic, takes, he takes that just... away.
0: Well, while all this is happening, the music is starting to get way intense, right? Yeah. Uh, I love that too. Uh-huh. And I just like how the music uh intensifies and it just fits so seamlessly with everything that's going on yeah right and while this is going on too sarah's already like she had already gone to she the, she already hallucinated right she already she's already lost all that weight mm-hmm. she's going ape shit uh she's increasing her dose by herself hallucinates at the refrigerator yeah the refrigerator is getting, comes is attacking back, her or comes to life yeah right fucking takes off she gets arrested gets Take it to the psychiatric place and, you know, eventually goes through the whole shock therapy. Yeah. And I feel so bad for her because, uh, you know, that's that's what movies are supposed to do. You're supposed to feel something. Yeah. And I and felt so damn bad for her because throughout the
1: whole movie, she's um, she's not a bad person. Right. No, she she's a widow,
0: mm-hmm. um, you know. Do they say what happened to Harry's father? It just says that he dies. I don't think. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. So. And you know that, oh, if I could go back a little bit again. Mm-hmm. There's that one scene where Harry goes and visits her, right? Mm-hmm. And she pretty much says that she has nothing to live for. Right. Yeah. She's alone. Yep. Right. So all she has to look forward to is, is getting on that game show. That's like the only thing she can look forward to. Yeah. Because she just spends her days watching TV and trying to diet. Yeah, because Harry
1: Harry moved out as well.
0: Right. Get, just trying to fit into that red dress. It's all she cares about. You know? She's not a bad person. And just seeing all that happen to her, it's uh you know, Ellen Bernstein straight up got fucking robbed from the Oscar there. Really? Yeah, oh yeah, she should have won. Who uh, would said insta- be- or uh, who would instead? Nicole Kidman. I don't remember what movie it was for.
1: For two thousand? Was yeah. it Eyes Wide Shut?
0: No. I don't think it was that. <laughs> Good movie though. <laughs> Well, I'm being biased, though, because I absolutely love this fucking movie. Mm-hmm. This is one of my favorite uh, uh, female performances I've ever seen. Yeah. It's, it's right up there as one of my favorites, for sure.
1: Yeah, she does a really great job.
0: Yeah. yeah. And and you should go out of your way. It might be on YouTube, bro. But you might, it might it might be on there, but you should go out of your way just to watch what I told you, that her like preparing for that scene oh, the, with, with yeah, the author the, the reading the story. it's It's really cool. Shit like that is what I like. So then to... To go to the ending, you know, the last 10 minutes of this fucking movie is just, like, I, I remember, like, watching and just being like, like, what am I watching here? But at the same time, it's fucking awesome.
1: Uh, I don't know about you know? that. For me, I was like, this is fucked up as shit. <laughs> That's what I remember thinking. No,
0: I, I remember thinking, oh, you know, this is fucking awesome. Like, I, this is fucking art is what I'm, is what I'm saying, you know? Okay. And, and this is why I appreciate, it's this movie, honestly that made me appreciate film because like i said film uh filmography class was like real fresh in my mind still and this movie made me care about editing cinematography angles uh the score acting plot you name it everything all into one this movie is fucking amazing yeah I can't say enough good things about it,
1: yeah i remember uh I was taken aback when I first saw it like I said, I was jeez, I'm so society two thousand two two thousand three whenever it was on i f c it traumatized me um mm-hmm. uh, but I mean that's a testament to how well the movie was made, yeah. you know, um especially yeah. with the score and the editing mm-hmm. um so you're hundred percent right on that, yeah,
0: and so to kind of wrap up the plot of the movie right. Uh, Did you notice, bro, that at the very end, when you know they all they've all accepted their fate, right? Yep. So Sarah's in the in the psychiatric bed, right?
1: Yeah, she's She's, hallucinating and shit, right?
0: She's just looking. She like reaches for the sky, right, or Mm -hmm. whatever, and then she goes into the fetal position, right? Tyrone is in jail. He's going through withdrawal. He's arrested. You can see all the sweat in him. Yep. He goes into the fetal position. Harry. His arm gets fucking amputated. Ugh. That scene is so fucking gross. Yep. You know, even to go back a little, the, the scene when he's in jail with Tyrone and they check, they go and check the arm. Yeah. And collapses. Fuck that scene, man. The makeup on that was fucking amazing. Yeah, it's all like gangrenous. Yeah, gangrenous and shit like that. Yeah. And then Marion, like this is the one that was fucked up too, is she gets in the fetal position too, but she's smiling. She's the only one that's smiling because she got her fix, right? She yep. got her heroin and goes into the fetal position and just the symbolism behind everything because you can see that her designs for, for what she was ambitious about, right? Opening that clothing store. Yep. She had all those drawings and ideas. They were all on the ground, all crumbled up. Just the symbolism and that was just fucking great.
1: Yep. She gave and, up everything.
0: Yeah. And and the thing is like, it's you can say it's rock bottom for her. But she's going to go further because she hasn't even, you know, she's not in a psychiatric ward. Her fucking arm hasn't been amputated. She's yeah. not in jail. You know, it's going to get worse for her. Exactly. Yeah. She's fucking smiling, you know, because she gets her shit. She should be worrying about Harry. But no, she only uh, cares she about her drugs. Yeah, she you doesn't know?
1: give a shit about that.
0: You know, and then just the ending with uh, the scenario in, in Sarah's uh, in mind, how, how she wanted it to be, right? Yep. She just wanted to be on that show. Fit into that red dress, win the grand prize.
1: Yeah, and have Harry come.
0: Yeah, and then Harry Harry's successful is what they say. They embrace ending of the movie. Ah, fucking ah. beautiful, man. I just I know it's depressing as shit. I was gonna say it's depressing. (laughs) It is, man, but it's fucking art. I just I can't say enough good shit about this, man. I fucking love this movie. And one one other person I forgot to uh, that i left out was christopher mcdonald's in this man i couldn't remember
1: his name i was going to mention yeah. it earlier i was going to say the game show guy yeah and he's a he's shooter mcgavin, shooter and, McGavin uh, <laughs> dude,
0: bang, bang. <laughs> couldn't think of his yeah. name
1: his real name but yes Yeah.
0: so dude so you know how i told you i bought the dvd yes right so if you put in the dvd right uh the way the 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 dvd is set up is that It makes it look like you're watching him on TV, but it's all like staticky and shit. Uh Uh-huh. So I didn't fucking know that. So my dumb ass was like fixing the cables in the back of my (laughs) fucking TV and, you know, checking the cables in my DVD player. Yeah. And then I was like, what the fuck is going on with this old piece of shit, you know? And then I was like, oh, that's just how it is. I go, fuck, I'm just going to play it. And I was like, oh, it's back to normal and then my tv was fine it was just i was like oh that's just how it is dude like even the dvd options fuck with you dude yeah <laughs> or yeah. maybe i'm just a dumbass, uh, <laughs> I, he has
1: such short screen time but he yeah, kills it right he kills it as like the game show guy mm-hmm.
0: um he's yeah he was for his little time that he got yeah he fucking owned it man mm-hmm. it's good shit man so uh i i know okay and then One thing, the last thing I'll say about this, just to put a fucking bow on it before we give it its ranking, you know, is I can't say enough about Darren Aronofsky's direction, man. Like, he was able to get a fucking amazing performance out of Marlon Wayans. (laughs) The same fucking dude that was in White Chicks. The same dude that was in the Scary Movie (laughs) franchise, which, by the way, Scary Movie 2 is fucking hilarious, man. Yep, Yep. I fucking love it. I think him and... He's funny in it. David Cross is fucking hilarious in it.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, Marlon Wayans did a really great job, and I was gonna, I was gonna say, uh, I was gonna ask, I should say, uh, what other movies has he been in besides, you know, Scary Movie?
0: Yeah, that. Well, you mean like in a serious role? Yes. Okay, so I was gonna bring that up right now, um, and dude, believe it or not, but he was in a movie with Tom Hanks. How oh, what movie that, was that, the, that that the Cohen Brothers directed? What? Yes, dude. Have you ever seen the Lady Killers? Oh, you know what? I love that movie. Yeah. That is a great movie. I uh the, oh. the thing is though, I don't think his performance was that good. No, he wasn't. It, he it was it looked was, more like just a comedy thing for him. Like, you know?
1: It kinda was. He was like the he was like the newer age, like younger rapper guy. Like yeah. uh I remember that.
0: I, I don't think the Cohen brothers got a good performance out of him. Yet Daronofsky got a fucking amazing performance out of him in this okay. One. Yeah, I could see that.
1: I could say the characters between those two movies are definitely 180. Yeah. Uh, He definitely did play a more comical role in Lady
0: Killers. Sometimes I wonder, like, why doesn't he do more serious things? Because I I get you get more money in comedy and shit like that. But, you know, don't you want accolades to go with that money, too? Like, (laughs) I would, you know? I guess. Like do you really want to be remembered for white chicks?
1: Oh god, I don't think I've ever and, I've never seen that movie all the way. Maybe parts.
0: Yeah, and uh oh you know, he was funny as fucking don't be a menace. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah. But yeah,
1: that's another one that I haven't seen in forever. Uh,
0: I like the scene where he's uh, like he doesn't know what gun to have with his with his outfit, so he's like, "Should I wear these with the tops?" Or, you know? Yeah yeah, 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 that shit was funny. And then how he fills out the whole job application, <laughs> fucking yeah, that's a funny movie. Kind of, yeah. I have that movie, so I need to
1: watch that one again. That's yeah, it's, it's, it's it's a guilty been, pleasure, man. But it's been too far.
0: Yeah, but yeah, Darren Aronofsky was able to get a fucking amazing performance out of Marlon Wayne's. That should not go unnoticed. That is fucking. I mean, he's he's had some. Some guys, I like, have a resurgence, right? Mickey Rourke, right? What was he fucking doing before The Wrestler? You know? Yeah, he
1: was definitely on a downturn. He right? was in um, uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico with Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. I think that was the last big thing yeah. that he was in. I could be wrong.
0: But he he deserves a lot of credit for her. And then look at that. And then now Brendan Fraser is getting all this praise from the new movie that he directed, The Whale, mm-hmm. right? I haven't checked it out yet, but I... I I I am going to Yeah, we
1: need to watch that yeah, one. Yeah,
0: and I hope he cuz he got nominated for an Oscar for that, right? Yep. And I I haven't watched it yet, but I'm rooting for him because I just think it'd be funny as hell that the same guy that was in Encino, man, would fucking get a oh, right. Hey man,
1: Encino man's <laughs> a classic, right? That's classic cinema
0: right well, there. Anything with Paulie Shore is a is dog shit Biodome. <laughs>
1: Biodome? <laughs> yeah. Pauly Shore was with uh, one of the Baldwin brothers, right? In Biodome? I can't remember which mm. one. Daniel Baldwin? Daniel.
0: No. no uh...
1: Steven. Steven. There we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, that the, was the, one He
0: one. played Barney, right? In the fucking Flintstones movie?
1: Oh, that's right. You know, Ray? I forgot about that. Yes, that the is. The Usual so Suspects? The... He was in that movie Yeah, too, right? he was
0: in that movie as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, see. So, goes without saying. All,
1: All right, right, so, uh, well,
0: yeah. One more oh. thing before. We're going to give our first shout out. Because we got a recommendation from someone to check out a movie, and doesn't mean we're not going to do it in the future or anything. But we just we got a re- recommendation from a movie called Pi, right? And this happens to be Darren Aronofsky's first film he ever did, right? And it's Pi, Pi, like the mathematical term. And we didn't we didn't want to clump all these uh, movies from the same director. We wanted to get all these directors a fair share of a review. It doesn't mean, again, we're, doesn't mean we're not going to do it in the future, but Pi is the name of the movie that was recommended to us. And that was recommended by the good brother, Javi Martinez. So thank you, brother. We will consider doing that one. Much love to you and the family, including my good brother of over 20 years, Juan Tasico Martinez. Much love, brother. I know you're listening to this because I'm making you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but go out of your way, guys, and check Pie. And if I could recommend one more movie, I just uh, talked about it briefly. It is The Wrestler. A uh, great movie. Has Mickey Rourke in it. Has my wife, Marissa Tomei. <laughs> yeah, only in my dreams. Untamed Heart. Oh, yeah. fucking should have been me in that movie, not <laughs> Christian Slater, dude. But yeah, you know what? I'll be honest, dude. I didn't even give a fuck about Spider-Man movies. I just went to go watch her. I guess that's yeah. true.
1: Yeah, I forgot she's the new uh, Aunt May.
0: That's right. Mm-hmm. Damn, dude, she. I feel like she's too young to be at May, but I mean, what do I know, right? <laughs> Fuck, did she? Damn, she's fine. Um, I don't care if she's over twenty years older than me. I think it's just a number, bro. <laughs> you know? mm. All right, let's mm-hmm.
1: uh, let's loop back and uh, let's rate. Yeah, let's let's ready rate, for the ranking, bro. Dream. Let's do it.
0: So, so if you guys are not familiar with our ranking system, one through ten stars, eight is an elite range, A hence the name Dominator. Uh, ten A plus plus, nine A plus, eight is an eight, so on and so forth. You get the idea. So go ahead, brother. What do you have to say for this ranking on this fucking movie? You know,
1: this is a movie that I first saw twenty years ago, probably over twenty years now. Um, and it stuck with me all this time. It was just such a striking movie, um, very memorable, very well done. This one for me, as fucked up as it was, I would have to give it a nine.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I love it, bro. Uh-huh. An eight plus. I love it. What about you? Well, here it is, man. This movie has consistently been my favorite films of all time since I watched that movie. And again, since it was fresh in my mind due to everything because of the filmography class, there is Nothing bad I can say about this film, so I'm giving it a perfect ten. Nice. This movie is fucking flawless in my eyes. I see nothing wrong with the acting. It has its own editing, uh, the way it's edited with the the split shots when yep. the money's stacking up, when they do the drugs, yep. Isolate all that. Mm-hmm. It had that's his own Id- identity there. Yep. The acting is fantastic. Ellen Bernstein got ripped off of a fucking Oscars, but that's just the Academy being a piece of shit like always. <laughs> you know? Marlon Wayne's again, an amazing performance. Exactly. He should get back to fucking acting. Jennifer Connolly's always great.
1: Yeah, always. I mean,
0: Jared Ger- Leto has had some stinkers as of late, but up until that point, he did some phenomenal shit. Yeah, phenomenal you know, shit. you
1: know, I would like him in Lord of War and mm-hmm. also in a lesser, well, I don't know if it's lesser known, but he was a he played a bit part in uh, The Thin Red Line, which is okay. a, it was a pretty good war movie.
0: Yeah, uh, he was also in Panic Room.
1: Oh, that's right. He was one of the he was the annoying yeah, he, guy. Raul with the cornrows. Yep, and yeah. you had you had Dwight Yoakam in there.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, up until... The, oh, he had that brief, also, in American Psycho, right? Oh, yeah, he was yeah. Paul yeah. Paul <laughs> Allen. Yep. Yeah. I wonder if he, like... I wonder what he does when he listens to Huey Lewis, or if, like, if it comes up, you know? his <laughs> hip to be square, like... Hey, you know, back, I, I, you
1: I've know? always liked Huey Lewis in the news, so... And you know.
0: I love Back to the Future movies, you know? Yeah, yeah power of love hell yeah man <laughs> there it is brother a fucking perfect 10 for me it is it's probably there in my favorite movies of all time and it's because of that movie i think of everything all at once in a movie as far as editing uh cinematography acting the whole shit you know the whole yeah, nine yards exactly it's because of this movie score as well and to that, I fucking, I raise this bottle up to Darren Aronofsky for creating a fucking masterpiece. So cheers yep. to Darren Aronofsky. Cheers. hmm And we're going to wrap it up right there. Thank you guys so very much for joining us. We will be back again next week for another episode. It's going to be fucking great. So please be on the lookout for that. And again, always remember to be kind to one another. Cheers. And bottoms up. Peace. See ya. you all should be catching up on what the next episode will be as of late these movies have been pretty depressing so we're going to lighten up the mood a little bit next week we'll be having a review on our very first comedy movie and that movie will be heavyweights a Disney classic in my eyes so if you haven't watched it what the fuck are you waiting for you should have been watching it by now and join us for the discussion portion cheers love to all bottoms up